Good morning, St. Luke's. Today is Stewardship Pledge Sunday. Amen. <laughs> yes, after a season of prayerful consideration about our financial giving for the upcoming year, today we make that commitment. Like you, I have been thinking about today. And due to this pandemic, I know a lot of you this past year and a half have missed traveling to New York, other places, and here to see Broadway shows. <laughs> well, I have some good news for you. This fall, the stewardship campaign has gone Broadway. <laughs> you have been sent a video of a St. Luke's musical that rivals any Broadway musical. <laughs> and I am convinced that those of you who have watched this video and have seen this raw talent this first-rate performance of your fellow parishioners, staff, and clergy have increased your pledge and all that money that would have gone to see Hamilton, you will now give to St. Luke's. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Remember, this video was made with you in mind. Now, I just realized that I took the risk of not being able to get your attention back to the sermon that's coming. Uh, if you've seen the video, you're now distracted. And if you are thinking about what's in it, it may be hard to get you back. So just think of it as something to enjoy after the service you will you will be pleased and know that it is okay to change your pledge and increase it a few weeks ago my nurse shared with me that she believes that we are living in the last days when I invited her to say more, not surprisingly, she expressed that she sees the pandemic, the Haiti earthquake, and other earthquakes, the hurricanes, tornadoes, fires in California, Afghanistan, as signs of the end of time. I share with her Jesus' words in the Gospels that we do not know the end because we've always had these things. And Mark's gospel tells us not to be alarmed. She responded with, but it is now worse. So I pointed out other difficult times in history. The world wars, for example. And they had more limited means and technology resulting in more destruction and loss of life. 
realizing that nothing I said would change her opinion, I went into pastoral mode and nodded as she remained resolute that these times were worse. And I thought to myself, how could you compare unless you've been, if you've lived through all those times? But as I thought of history's dispute of her claim, the conversation reminded me of the same statement made by my former student in class after the 1995 bombing of the Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. This may be a conversation that you've had with others over the last year and a half. Given the extraordinary circumstances in which we find ourselves, it is not shocking that these claims are being made. Throughout time, there have been religious leaders who felt that they had figured it all out and told followers the exact day that the world would end. You probably remember just a few years ago, people had sold things and they were prepared to leave the world because that would be the end of the world. Uh, thankfully, they were wrong. In contrast, I had a friend say this past week that he believes the world will always be spinning as it has for billions of years. My nurse's thinking is an understandable one to wonder about whether or not or when the world will end. After all, we are constantly seeing a beginning and an ending all around us. Life beginning and ending, birth and death, maternity wards and funeral homes. And in the knowledge that we are but dust and dust we shall return, we naturally wonder, is all this around us also ending? This is the very issue in today's gospel in Mark. It is an apocalyptic passage, meaning a prediction about the end of the world. Throughout the Bible, there are books about a prophecy of the world's end. The Hebrew Bible, prophets, like the prophet Daniel, which we just heard, and John's revelation come to mind. This is evidence that my nurse's thinking is not new. We find it everywhere in historical writings and canons. And scholars believe that this account is from a larger body of apocalyptic literature, but not foreign to other accounts where Jesus addresses the end of time. So here in this complex text, Jesus is having a conversation with a few disciples. Here they are expressing amazement at large buildings, but Jesus reminds them that these buildings will not last. They will fall. This leads the disciples to get curious about an ending and when this will occur. Jesus says in other places that wars and earthquakes, etc., cannot be seen as signs of the end because they have always been. 
Yet the disciples reflect our human curiosity, our need to know what is coming. We live by our forecast so we can plan our day, our week. Will our finances be secure? Our 401ks, our health. On a more personal level, when will my time end on this earth? And the answer is, we do not know and cannot know. Jesus shifts their focus and our focus from the alarm of what we cannot control to what is before us. The 10th chapter of Hebrews that we heard reminds us of what really matters. There are things out of our control and things that we can control to make life better because there are consequences by our actions. For if we start with the fact that we have a Savior that has washed us from what we were or could have been and given us a compassionate heart, that can feel how upsetting it must be for hard-working parents with little income to run out of food for their children when they thought that they would have enough for the month. We've heard that we have been the heartbeat for this city, and God is counting on us to show up and allow God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is this heart to feel what it must be like to have all your possessions in a bag or cart and the sidewalk as your bed in the cold nights that are upon us. St. Luke's is helping so many individuals like that. I know because I get those calls here. I receive the calls requesting help here and beyond. This is why we're asking for your giving on this Pledge Sunday. Your giving is not just for the programming, the staffing, and property upkeep, but it is transforming homelessness into a home through the support of community ministries. We've been called to provoke one another to love and do good deeds. When someone shows up in need on our grounds, at our doors, we must share the blessings that we have with others, the blessings that we have with one another. When we love one another, we are mindful about this earth that we are given to be faithful stewards in caring for the earth, reducing greenhouse gases and our carbon footprint. We must hold ourselves accountable for the way we are living that leads to an increase in the warming of this planet. It is to love, pray, and act so that God's will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. For when we pray, we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, we are going through hard times. And we have been told in this word that it is not a sign of the end, but the beginning. We will always have hard times. But if we hold on to hope without wavering, 
and work to create a better earth as if there is no heaven, God will work through us and do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. God is our comfort in times like these and reminds us that even in birth pains, great things are happening. Babies are still being born. People are still falling in love and getting married. Thanks be to God. Opportunities are all around us, and every day there are people around us smiling, even behind their masks, connecting and doing acts of kindness. They are glimpses of the kingdom. Yes, buildings will rise and they will fall. We have seen and will continue to see our loved ones who share our lives with us then leave us. Seasons will come and they will go. But just as the Apostle Paul felt convinced, I am convinced and I invite you to be convinced with me that neither death nor life nor angels nor political leaders or politics nor things present, nor things coming in the future, nor anything on this earth will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen.